Hello and welcome to another episode of the Manon Podcast. I am your co-host, Dustin Dubuque, with my other co-host, Becca Schoenborn. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm awesome. Good. Much better. Much more awake. Awesome. Ready to go. That caffeinated water over there? What? I, I, yeah, I wish. <laughs> Getting ready for summer. That's where I'm at now since we're, you know, we're mid-May at this point, so yep. I'm ready to go. Finally spring. Yeah. <laughs> That's sad. That's where you're getting at. You're like, finally warm outside. Yep. Finally excited to sit outside and do nothing, which is what we're going to do yeah. for the first like two weeks of nice weather. Oh, I just bought new patio furniture, so Ooh. I'm excited about it. I do like it. I do it's like okay. a nice just sit outside and, yep. and do nothing. I bought some like um, wooden patio chairs that like, have the little like re- they recline just slightly so Ooh. you can, you know, lay back and read a book outside. Sure, sure. Took took a trip to the old IKEA, got lost in there for a couple hours. Of course, as as one does if you go to IKEA. Way more things than I meant to, but because you know. IKEA knows what they're doing, they Honestly. make you walk through the whole first store for a reason. Exactly. Like I know there's shortcuts. You can you can cheat your way through easily. You but can. But I did that on accident, <laughs> and then I went back and walked through the whole part <laughs> I skipped because I was like, wait, I didn't go through the lamps. <laughs> See, <laughs> see, they they got a system worked out. Yeah, they know they're what like, they're doing. They're like, when Becca comes in here, she got to see the lamp. <laughs> I was looking for a lamp, too, <laughs> which was funny. That that was the one section I accidentally skipped, and that was one of the things on my list. I didn't end up finding one, but. Yeah. Well, I know. It's, 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 I'm like one of them atypical, like, uh, stereotypical men that, like, uses the grill as a way to, like, become by myself so like <laughs> i was like well gr- i'm grilling tonight <laughs> and then i just grab a drink and aka a, and leave me alone yeah, I'm be grab a drink a bit. pop a chair right next to the grill put my music on i'm just like sitting there i'm like <laughs> i'm not doing anything <laughs> i'm like i just, I'm the I just have to of this i just house. have to flip this every two like two yeah. minutes and i'm fine but uh, this is my outdoor time now oh. exactly and then eventually my son i'm like i want to go outside i'm like ugh, <laughs> go over there <laughs> You can go in the, the other girl's part hot. Stay away from it. Yeah, so. sorry, you can't come over <laughs> exactly. here. Exactly. This grill is very dangerous, <laughs> yep. so you have to be, you have to be somewhere else. You have to be at the neighbors. <laughs> Just be as far away from this as possible. Oh my so God. yeah, so that's my favorite. That's Hilarious. one of my favorite uh, things about it being warm outside. Is that same? Right there. Mm. Yeah. You know what? Nothing beats a ribeye steak on a grill. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like. Mm. Maybe I'll grill steaks tonight. You should. That sounds really good. You should grill steaks tonight. Yeah. Because that sounds awesome. Yeah. So mm. Yeah. So look at that. You're hungry now. You're ready to go. Yeah. Ready to enjoy outside. Eat a steak. Do what I do. Eat Grab all the a drink. Things. Sit out there by yourself. Exactly. Ignore the world. Pretend to read a book, but actually just stare at the yeah, space. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm reading. So that gives me more <laughs> reasons to leave me alone. I'm reading. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, I'm just watching traffic. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, um, well, today we are joined by our friend Tom. Hello. Hey. <laughs> hey. Wow, look at that introduction. I right know, there. I just give no yeah. other details. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, in the show notes. If you're clicking yeah. on it, you're seeing who he is. It's fine. We're joined by Tom Sampson. He is the owner of The Machine Shed and apparently a bunch of other things, uh, I guess. That we're going to learn about. Yeah, we're going to learn about. He said we, that machine he was gonna shed start is a small portion. Yeah, he was going to start talking off microphone. We're like, well, don't do it now. We've got to put a headset on, and then we'll, then we'll learn all the things. But how are you? I'm very good. Thank you guys so much <laughs> for having me on today. Yeah, well, we yeah. can start with the easy one, as people know you, because you have a machine shed sweatshirt on as we sit here. So, I mean, that's kind of the, I would yeah. say about you, the most known thing about you, that you that you have your uh, iron in the fire on. So, um, exp- 
I guess the easy, oh, oh, I like how we start with the easy overarching mm-hmm. question of just like, what is Machine Shed? How do you go about it? And like, uh, what should people, you know, generally know? And then it, it's easy just to branch off. Yeah, we'll see where that leads. Um, yeah, so Machine Shed, we're a CrossFit affiliate here in Menominee, Wisconsin. We've been open for just shy of 10 years. Um, it's been that long already? Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Oh yeah, coming God. up on our 10-year mark. Jeez. Wow. So, Holy cow. yeah, big, big things in store. We've gone through a couple different, um, you know, different phases with our with our fitness facility. We're a fitness facility if, if for those of you who don't know who CrossFit is or what what CrossFit is. But um, we try to stay very true to the to the original methodology. And um, I always like to tell everybody it's 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 for anybody, but it's not for everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. So you, you either love it or, or you hate it. And we keep it raw and real. And um you know, and that's how we, we like to build our community. So um, don't expect if you come in, like, quiet, private, to yourself, not to talk to anybody. You know, we're, we're a little dusty, a little dingy. We've we got the chalk going on. The weights are dropping. The music's loud. And there's oftentimes cuss words in that music. So, um, okay. yeah, pe- people love it. You either love it or you hate it. Yeah, um, exactly. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if, you're, if you're hitting the niche of, of, of that, then that's... I mean, I mean, people are going. If if people are going to Machine Shed, I would assume. And again, coming from somebody who who doesn't work out, um, like I would assume that. Thank you. I would assume that uh, that that you're going there for a different experience, right? Yeah. Like that's what you want. Yeah. I could go to any gym. I mean, I in my head eight out of every ten gyms about the same thing. Very similar. Right. Yep. Yep. Very similar. And that was. Um, you know, when I had first found CrossFit, and this uh, this will actually lead me into some other some other parts of our conversation. When I had first found CrossFit, I was actually a trainer at Anytime Fitness, and uh, you know, it was you know one one of those places you you don't want the music too high, you can't drop weights, you know, you really got to kind of watch what kind of clothes you're wearing. Everybody had the same matching uniform and mm-hmm. things like that. And although that was really cool and appealing to some, um, you know, I always like to kind of be be a little bit edgy and 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 do things um out of the ordinary and i had a um it was it <laughs> i was a funny funny story something a lot of people don't know about me i was actually in prison for three and a half years really yeah surprise drop that on you guys Interesting. but uh when i was when i was in there I, I had a friend his name is david carlson and uh he was uh he was a fighter he was a military veteran um golden glove boxer and he was like into these super crazy over the top workouts right mm-hmm. and he was like you know like doing burpees, walking on his hands, doing these crazy pull-ups where he'd go up over the, the pull-up bar and stuff like that. And I was like, that looks, like, f- super cool and borderline dangerous. I think <laughs> I kind of need to be a part of this, you sure. know? Like, that sounds right up my alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so then um, he ended up being my workout partner. Every single day, that's what we did. We'd wake up, um, you know, you have breakfast, you go outside, and we would do, or, or you know, or the weight room, but we're, we're doing a workout every day, whether it's raining and, um, or snowing or a hundred degrees outside, you're, you know, we're doing burpees, we're running in the rain, we're doing, mm-hmm. running with medicine balls and some crazy, you know, and everybody thought we were just nuts, but, um, that routine uh, though is super important. Like having something every day that f- is for you is probably really what keeps you together in a situation like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, you know, it was, it, it did a lot for me in there. That's a conversation for another day. But um, anyway, I had gotten out and then got a job as a trainer at Anytime Fitness. And, you know, it was cool. It was what I liked to do. I knew that fitness was a passion of mine. Fitness had helped me um, overcome a lot of the, the like, mental health um, 
things that I was struggling with at the time. Um, it filled a void in my life that I, I you know, that, that was there for, for a very long time. It was, it, you know, it was just, um, I don't want, it, I, it's very cliche to say, but it, it, I feel like it, it saved my life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to do that as a career after I got out, but anytime fitness wasn't really happening, you know, I was like, you know, this is, this is doing it. It's paying the bills, but I don't really like it. And, uh, at the time the, like there, there was one big CrossFit affiliate in the area and they were in Eau Claire, um, fit elite, uh, momentum had just opened over there, both very good gyms. And actually, um, the owner of, uh, CrossFit 715 or momentum was a, was a business partner of mine now. Um, and, uh, it was just too far of a drive for me to make, right? Mm-hmm. So after I'm working all day, I just didn't want to drive over there. And there was a little tiny CrossFit box that had just opened here in Menominee. It was CrossFit crazy over by the by uh, Crystal Orthodontics. So oh yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Super small, right? Mm-hmm. So wh- I would work all day at any time, and then I would drive over after work and work out over here. So I wasn't even actually working out at the gym I was working at. Funny. So um, one thing led to another. I started coaching there. Um, the owner of that affiliate, she was actually a bodybuilder. And at the time, CrossFit was just getting big. And I think what was going on, and this is just from an outsider's perspective, kind of looking back on the whole situation, you know, you can't, you can't sell something to somebody if you're really not passionate about it, if you're not doing it yourself. So if you're going to do bodybuilding all day or a different kind of fitness and then you're just coming in to run a gym and get a paycheck, it's probably... Uh, the gym is not really the kind of depending on what kind of gym you run but a crossfit affiliate your heart really has to be into it right you really truly need to like want to help people and have a passion for what you're doing if you want to be successful at it and um she just wasn't and she stepped out of the business and uh, we you know it was me and uh jake arvold mm-hmm. at the time we're running that for her and uh brian Shefchek, funny story for he you. he owned the building over there and I was coaching a class. We had like 12 people in the class and he shows up. He said, hey, Tom, where's, you know, and I don't want to throw the, the owner under the bus, but he said, uh, you know, where's the owner? And I said, well, she's not here. <laughs> like she's out of town or whatever. And as he's talking to me, I can, I'm looking out the window and I see a dumpster. It was like a 20 foot dumpster or whatever being dropped in the, in the parking lot. He's like, all this shit needs to be out by Saturday or it's going in there. What? Hasn't paid her rent in 90 days. And oh I was like, gosh. oh, dang, well, that's a bummer. You know, so um, we actually, it was it was a scramble. Um, Jake and I went and bought an old rundown car garage, yeah. mm-hmm. which is actually a pretty cool story. It was cool for the city of Menominee because that thing has been closed for, for it had been closed for a long time. Uh, I can't believe it's, it's kind of like Brewery Nonic. I have no idea how that building was still there. Yeah. I always think of whenever I go by it, I if drove, just drove by Machine Shed like a week ago. And my first thought was like, I can't believe this building stood up long enough for him yeah. to open I drive past. It's on my commute. Uh, I drive it. past it every day. And you, like in the summer when people are running, I'm always like, <laughs> suckers. <laughs> I'm going to work and you have to run. But it's like they choose it. They love yeah, it. They and love I'm it. just like, wow. <laughs> the neighbors all know us. They're yeah. we're running up and down the road. They're like, hey. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's too funny. But yeah, we actually, we bought that building very, very quick, which is actually really cool because I've since opening that affiliate, um, I've traveled all over the country for CrossFit, whether it be for um, participating in competitions. I had competed as a 
a semi-professional athlete mm-hmm. for a period of time, um, taking continuing education courses, whatever it might be. And I went to some of the original CrossFit affiliates in, in our country, and they're still in the rundown little garages and the backs of warehouses. Like, yeah. they're, like things are rusty. There's holes in the floor. And, you know, when I walk into those places, I'm like, this is super cool. And I was um, going to say, like, that seems to be, like, that is what is unique about it. It's like they're kind of like co-ops in the same way where it's just like they're always in just like a weird little building when they start out and a lot of crossfit gyms just stay like just that. stay there that's just how they are yeah. and it's cool yeah and, uh, you know over the years we've seen it be more professional like they, they call it more professionalization or more mainstream you know they take some of the some of the more intimidating movements out and they they move into these cushy little strip malls and it you just you really lose the feel you know you really lose the grassroots feel that that made that that methodology is so special. Yeah. So it's something that. It really I is like such a rugged. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to explain it, but if you've seen a CrossFit gym. Yeah. Really something I want to, you know, keep and stay true to. But anyway, yeah, we had, we, it was a very humbling beginning. Um, that gym went under. There was a whole bunch of members that had paid, you know, six months or a year in advance, and they just all of a sudden didn't have a gym anymore. Um, Jake and I were just getting into the new space and we're framing up walls, doing plumbing working on electrical and that's like we would take turns leading the classes mm-hmm. although we didn't have all the equipment over there while we were also doing renovations on the building and it was like february and we didn't have our bathrooms in yet so we had a porta potty delivered out back for everybody wow. you know yeah. and we didn't charge a membership fee for 120 days because i just felt you know i felt bad everybody yeah. had paid and they couldn't we didn't take the money of course yeah but it was like it just felt like the right thing to do Interesting. Um, I went, Jake and I went to college together. We were in the same major. So I, oh yeah. we were in school together when you guys were starting. I think w- it must have been around the same time because I already hadn't met him when you, s- you guys were doing that project. And so it was interesting to hear the other side of it because so I, I saw his side of it a little bit. But Oh, yeah. Fascinating to hear this. Yeah, one. there's a lot of nights we were up to like one in the morning. Then you got to get up in, at four to coach, you know. It was yeah. like long, long days. But um. You know, and that um, that place has allowed us to do so much. You know, it's allowed me to travel. It's allowed me to meet people. Um, CrossFit in and of itself, lazy people don't do it, right? right? If you're unreliable, you're not going to be there. And so a lot of my friends, a lot of my closest friends I've met through CrossFit, some of mm-hmm. my best business partners I've met through there, I know if you're going to wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning, no matter what, to get your workout in, you're probably going to come through in, you know, in a business arrangement or a friendship. You're going to be a very reliable person, somebody we, you know, people you can count on each other. And uh, so that has led us into a, a multitude of other things over the years. And actually, we'll come back full circle now. We just had started a... It's Well, I say just started. It was back in 2020, actually. David Carlson, my friend that I met in in prison we're actually business partners again now he's so we started um he was a crossfit coach he he was a boxing coach at the grind in eau claire um very good guy had reached out he saw what we were doing over at machine shed (coughs) and uh so part of our program is i want to sell you know you want to sell crossfit to people because it's special it changes people's lives it makes people better right um but i also want to give back so i went through some very tough things when i was in middle school and high school um, I didn't really have a mentor or anybody like a big brother type figure that, that I could really connect with and look up to. Mm-hmm. And I think that it led and, and then also, um, some of those more problematic behaviors that you were seeing at the time were handled much differently than we, we handle them now. Right. Um, 
So I wanted to be a part of just doing something to help other kids that were in the same situation, you know, that, that, that I went through. Yeah. Um, Mr. Mayor, Mr. Mayor Kanak had reached out to me a few years back and talked about Project Hope and partnering with the city on this, this program called Project Hope. And um, basically, instead of, so, and this is in a nutshell, you know, we can, you guys have probably heard about Project yep. Hope, I'm, I'm guessing, but in, in a nutshell, um, if there's problems that some of these kids are going through, the school enforcement officers, the guidance counselors, the teachers are going to identify the, the, that stuff far before sometimes even the parents realize what's going on. Yeah. Um, instead of writing the kids tickets and truancies and all this other stuff, they were like, hey, how about we connect them with somebody who knows kind of what they're going through, who can really connect with them on a different level and get them involved in something positive. Mm -hmm. And um, my fiance, Jen, when I pitch this idea to her, I'm like, hey, we're going to bring all these kids over here who don't like fitness, don't know anything about fitness. They completely ignore rules. They don't like authority, you know, whatever. And we're like, I'm going to work with them and, and put them through, you know, put them through a workout. I'll mentor them a little bit, you know, do do whatever they need. And she was like, you're nuts. Like, people pay to come here. Like, this <laughs> is never going to work. And I was like, I don't care if it works or not because, you know, it's uh, either you're going to see the value in what we're doing for the community or you're not and you're not going to want to be here, but I'm not, I'm not going to take that personally. And right. um, either way, like we've had huge success with that on a lot of different levels. We've gotten to, which I think is super cool, um, a lot of these situations, I wouldn't like writing the kids tickets and continuously put like putting them back into the system. And, you know, that revolving cycle isn't going to solve the problems. It's going to perpetuate the issue and right. lead them into the system for probably their whole life. Well, you know? yeah, if you're constantly getting put into that situation and getting disciplined for it, it's like, well, I'm already in trouble. I might as well just keep getting in trouble. You well, know what I mean? Like it's not going to. It's it's hard to get out of it right. as a kid. Yeah, you you dig yourself that hole. You know that hole gets so deep, and then oftentimes what we're seeing at home from the parents, they're not modeling the best behaviors. Mm -hmm. You know, and so the parents need as much assistance as the as as the kids do. Um, you know, and that's you know we'll kind of lead into that more here in a second. But Project Hope was 100% focused on the kids, and we it is. It, such a neat thing to be a part of I still go up to the high school and the, and the middle school and I lead like little fitness classes and we're not we're not reaching for the athletes and mm -hmm. I am very clear with the school about that you know, like oh I if we go work with the football team or the wrestling team although that stuff's fun and I've coached a lot of state record holding athletes over the years that's not what Project Hope is meant for mm -hmm. I want to connect with the kids that probably have a passion for this they just have never been given the opportunity whether right. it be a financial barrier um, their parents don't have reliable transportation. Maybe the mom and dad are so, you know, like they're going through their own issues. Mm -hmm. um, just want to give them a shot, expose them to something positive, and and, and kind of plant the seed and see where it goes. Yeah. So that's really cool. Yeah. You've basically become the person that you needed when you were a kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably yeah. very yeah. healing for you too, getting to <laughs> do that type of work on the other side of it. That is, I don't know. I think that's really special when people do that type of work as they're older. Like you really are filling a hole that you didn't have filled when you were a kid and what you needed. Yeah. Now yeah. You're that person for them. Yeah. I, and I try, you know, I truly love doing it. Um, and then yeah, funny story. So like had, had David had gotten out before me actually a couple months before me. And then we, we see, we'd see each other at like CrossFit events or fitness events and stuff like that. But, um, had never like really connected after, you know, we were both home and, uh, 
things were going on at Machine Shed, right? We had some younger coaches that have been with us since, you know, for for a long time. And if anybody knows anything about the fitness industry, you're either really, really good at it, you know, making a living wise. It's kind of like being a salesman. You want to sell yourself. You know, why does somebody want to work with you? Can they connect with you? Are you going to understand their issues? And although people come in and they tell you they want to be more fit, that's why they're there. I want to lose weight. I want to feel better, you know, whatever. Um, once you get to know them and you kind of see what's going on, there's always more stuff below that. It very rarely is fitness actually why they're there. Right. You know, they don't realize there's other reasons, but it's yeah. kind of, um, you know, what you pick up on after a while. But um, some of my younger trainers, they really wanted to do this full time. They wanted to have a career and they wanted to make a livable wage. And it's very difficult for them to do. But I wanted to create more opportunities for the people that you know, that were, that were working for us. They show up, they do a good job and you just, you want to create jobs. You want to give them and their family an opportunity, um, you know, to have the life that they want. And so I was trying to figure out like, how do we do this? Do we expand? Is it two locations? Is it three locations? Like, what do we have to do to make this work? And we were looking at buildings and all this other stuff in, in different communities and, and, and franchising and stuff. Um, and then <laughs> David Carlson walks in to my gym one day and he's like, Hey man, I started this this mentorship program, let me tell you about it. So He just walked in out of the blue like you hadn't seen him. I didn't know he was coming. Wow. I didn't know he was coming. He walks That's in, cool. and, and of course, he had brought some kids over. He'd br- he'd show up and say, hey, I'm going to work out here with the kid for the afternoon. Is that yeah. cool? And I'm like, yeah, well, whatever, you know. And, and uh, But anyway, he showed, you know, so I'd kind of seen what he was doing, and he showed up, and he said, hey, I, got, I started this mentorship program. Um, and he was a full-time law student at the time, you know, so he'd work his ass off in the summer and then on the weekends, but, like, during the week, he's got school, obviously, mm-hmm. and um, told me about it, and he said, dude, you can, you're going to take these kids out, you're basically do what you're doing already, you know, t- you take them to fitness classes, take them boxing, but you can also, you're not confined to the gym, you can go kayaking, canoeing, mountain biking, rock climbing, whatever it is, and he, he kind of sat me down, and we painted, he painted this whole picture for me about hiring fitness professionals, to mentor these kids and um and i was just like hey that is that's that's such a meaningful thing a like a i love the idea b i want to give my my trainers a real opportunity to make a livable wage and the pay was extremely good for for um you know for our employees um so anyway i I contracted with this company called cc we adapt and i was a contractor for just a handful of months and I call like, and I was, you know, I'm hiring coaches and training coaches and we're, we're working with these kids and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing every day. And I said, Hey, I'm going to, I want to scale this up. I see, I see potential here. I think that this thing could be huge. And he said, Hey, I think, I think the same thing. I think we should be business partners. Oh. And I was like, all right, all right, that's cool. And, uh, it was a pretty simple business transaction. There was no buyout whatsoever. I just came on as part owner, and I said, here, you know, here, how about this? We're going to move all my employees straight over to that that company, and we're going to just blend everything together and, and let her rip. And uh, and that was, we're just going on two years. Um, I think we started with, there was, there was like myself, David, Alicia, um, Brianna, there's four co-owners, and then I th- want to say we had five employees, five or six or seven. It wasn't very many because it was like whatever they had and whatever I had, and we just kind of blended them together. Mm-hmm. Um, now we are at, and that was it was actually just a couple of counties here surrounding, surrounding the Eau Claire area. Um, now we are at, without doing a, fi- like between subcontractors and employees, I want to say we're around 50. Wow. Well, um, yeah. We In two co- years. We cover roughly 
like just over 20, it's like 25 counties in northwestern Wisconsin here, 23, 25. And we actually just opened, we got two office spaces in in Eau Claire. We got one at... Uh, a collab. Mm-hmm. If you guys have heard of oh, yeah. collab, I yeah. love collab. Yeah, I just collab. worked there earlier this week. Oh, we really? ha- yeah, we ha- because we don't have office space at the Eau Claire store. We sure, sure. We rent. We have a membership there, so we worked there a couple times. It's so cute. An office space at the 405 building, so that's the Skin mm-hmm. Prince building. Oh yeah, there. And we just opened one in Milwaukee. And cool. we're, yep, we're so like not this weekend. Next weekend, we're going to be down in Waukesha. We're gonna down there for three days training our whole new team. So we hired a whole team down there. We're going to wow. go get them trained in and and get services going. But like that, that ori- like that, that small vision that we, which I thought was a big vision at the time, is completely. I- it's like a runaway train. It's it's, we've gone from strictly doing mentorship to now we've got. Um, We've got almost 10 respite providers. We've got, you know, they each have a have a respite home that they run. Um, I want to say that we've got 13 units. So we also got into housing, like affordable housing. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's in the Clark County, Chippewa Falls, Eau Claire area, and we're you know we're headed we're headed south as as fast as we can, and it's super super cool too. So we go in and we start working with these kids. It's all uh, like we work very very closely with the social services and Department of you know, you know Health and Human Human Services and stuff. Um, do a little bit of reentry work. Um, these they'll refer these kids to our program. We send a, a send a mentor in to start working with the kids, and they go out and do whatever the kids are interested in, you know. And of course, the health and human services defines the goals of the sessions. Like maybe they need to build self confidence, emotional regulation, whatever it is. And we just use physical activity as a catalyst to deliver those skills, mm-hmm. you know. Because if somebody's going through something and they're feeling bad, instead of punching holes in the wall, why don't we go to a boxing class, or right. you know, right. if you instead of isolating, why don't you go join a CrossFit class, you know, or may- maybe you just need to calm your mind we're gonna let's go fishing or something so Mm -hmm. like the things that we're doing with the kids are directly related to whatever mental health thing you know or substance use thing or whatever it is that they're struggling with and it didn't take us very long to see the living situation and you know and this was one thing so I I went to school to be a to be a drug and alcohol counselor a lot of people don't know that Um, and I we always used to have these very deep debates in class is it nature or nurture right nature versus nurture why are mm-hmm. people making decisions and, and presenting these different behaviors and this is probably now you know a long time after I after I finished school there um, this is probably where I f- notice I I think it's primarily the environment that people grow up in. I, I, you know, I think it's nurture. A lot of the kids we work with are genuine good kids, but they're just modeling the behaviors that they've seen for so long. Sure. So we'll start working with these kids, and then one step forward, two steps back. So now we've got a team of parents that are like parent supports that like should go in and work with the parents too. On like, hey, this is, you know, this is how you you work with your kids. This is how you de-escalate a situation like that. This is the kind of the responsibilities that you you know you need to adhere to, and that kind of leads us into the the housing thing and I know it's something that we talk about here in Menominee a lot you yep. know affordable housing yeah housing Major that issue look totally dilapidated you know the walls aren't totally ripped out well if you have somebody going in and working with people to help them you know learn how to talk to a landlord and yeah. pay their bills and clean their house and stuff like that not only does it bring up property value and cut down on crime in the neighborhood but mm-hmm. you're we're also helping the, the the ultimate focus is the kids yeah we don't want them to be the next you know, revolving cycle of this. Yeah. Right. It's easy from the outside to take for granted the childhood that you had. If you had like a 
a very supportive family and you were given all the resources and stuff that you need it's really easy to be like well why would somebody need that but there are so many kids that just nobody teaches you how to be a parent you just become a parent one day and have to figure it out on your own right which I've watched a lot of my friends going through that now where it's like there is no crash course when you leave the hospital they're just like here's your baby good luck (laughs) and that's really hard for some people yeah exactly and raising a kid is oh it's easy super easy (laughs) everybody should do it three four five times (laughs) um so what are you up to, Tom? Anything? <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's so you just don't do anything, right? Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. I, I we work a lot. We work a lot. So Dusty, Dusty That's and I really were trying cool. to connect on this, and he'll message us sometimes. I don't, you know, probably don't message you back for two or three days. I'm not ignoring you. I promise. But yeah, a lot of a lot of early mornings, a lot of late nights, and it's all, um, you know, 100% worth it. And uh, David works in our. Um, it's really, you know, it's kind of neat to see. He he does a lot of activism, and uh, he's on, you know, as I, as I am here in Menominee, try to stay involved in local politics and things like that. And it's kind of neat to see, no matter what community you go to, whether it's what side of the aisle you're on, there's value in the program that we're offering. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're looking at it from a simply fiscal fiscal standpoint, you know, and you're, you're on the right, this is going to save a lot of money. It's going to increase property values, all that good stuff. And if you're looking at it from, you know, from the left, from a social issue standpoint, we're, we're working with all that too. So, yeah. you know, it's, it is something that every community can come together on. And uh, there's, not, there's nobody else that's come up with a solution thus far. And we, mm-hmm. we found one that, that's working. So, and I think probably the biggest thing, the biggest thing that sets our agency apart from most is we're purposely hiring people with lived experience. So if you you don't have a college degree, if you've got a criminal record, you got some sort of barrier to finding gainful employment, that's who we want. Yeah. Right? Because as long as your heart's in the right spot and you want to help other people, we Mm -hmm. can teach you all the other skills that you need to know. How to use a computer, how to use a cell phone, how to use Word, Excel, you know, stuff like that. So we we actually have a, um, we, we had an intern that we brought on a couple semesters ago and he helped put together a little educational program so like when we're we're hiring employees that might be just getting out of prison or, or wherever it is like they're good people they've got the skill set to get the job done no one's going to give them a shot and they don't mm-hmm. have the computer skills or the technical skills to be effective right well we're going to correct that and those are some of our best employees sure yeah. we have so yeah people just need to be given the chance and they will flourish usually. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah, usually. A <laughs> chance that they don't get—that's the—that's usually the issue right, right there. Is the chances they're getting aren't aren't the correct ones. Yeah. Yeah. Our society is quick to judge on yeah. resumes and what people have went through in their past. When yeah. It's <laughs> like if you give people the tools that they need and the opportunities, they they will do really good things. They genuinely do. It was actually funny. I was at uh, I w- was at a career fair. At one of the, uni- I don't want to talk, you know, say what university it is, a local university. And uh, the students were coming up to the, the desk. They had to find themselves an internship. And they're handing me their resume, and I'm talking to them, handing me the resume, and I'm talking to them. And I set up some interviews, and they all came in for their, for their interview. And after I had done the interviews with the students, the professor came, and he says, hey, you know, this student, I just want to let you know. I like I don't know if this is somebody you really want to take on and he just kind of said you know they might have a little you know some issues with some different things and stuff and it was actually my first call like yeah. this just because he told me that this one like this you know this individual might be a little bit more difficult they're going to be my first call cuz they're the one I want on the team yeah sure. right and they've actually like 
I don't even know where I'm going with that, yeah. but I just want to say. They probably fought a lot harder know. to be where they are than a lot of the other people. Uh, well, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So. It's one of wow. Oh, my gosh. I see this guy. Are we wrapping up? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, how that's how it is. That's how it is. Yep. Okay. I told you it'd go fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I didn't blab too much. You're like, this is, this is, this is fun. There's a. No, a lot of backstory really, yeah, here. Yeah, super interesting. I feel like we could talk for three hours about all of this. Yeah, because <laughs> you have a lot going on, which is which is cool. Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't didn't realize how many how much it has evolved in the last yeah. few years. It's really cool. Yeah, and it sounds yeah. like you really like have found your passion, and you, just hearing you speak about it, it's, you seem so passionate and about this and what you're doing, <laughs> and that's so important. Yeah, I, I truly do love what I do. I love machine shed, and. Uh, yeah, if anybody wants to check us out, absolutely do so. We've got a website, machineshedfitness.com. Call, text, email, whatever whatever you want to do. And if you want more information on CC We Adapt, ccweadapt.com is our is our website. So Perfect. Oh, yeah, we didn't even have to ask for that. I You're know. Easy a natural. Guest. Yeah. We didn't, you made our jobs easy yeah, today. We right? just got to listen. <laughs> I love it. We just kept going. Yeah. <laughs> we, didn't have to do any, we, didn't do, we had to guide anything on that one, Tom. So you made it really easy. Yeah. Well, as we already wrap up here, because this went so quickly, uh, we ask the same two questions to every single guest that comes on. Uh, so mine will be, uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh. <laughs> that's he actually a really him. yeah that's actually a really really <laughs> tough question what is my favorite movie man well it's probably going to be ninja turtles the original the original yeah the original good so choice. good yeah that's one of my favorites i actually just watched those again a couple a couple weeks ago yeah that first one's awesome i still love it Solid all the choice, time yeah. Yeah. yeah i had my son watch it for the first time a few months ago i was like oh this is a great moment. <laughs> so Full good. circle. Full circle moment. This is so Did good. Did he like it? He likes the turtles overall. Good. Yeah. He he likes the turtles, so he's into it. Cool. Yeah. Good choice. My question is, what good food have you eaten lately? Oh, we like food. <laughs> yeah, we like food a lot. So that's one thing. So me and my fiance, we travel travel a lot, mostly for work, sometimes for pleasure. And we're I thought you were going to say mostly for food. <laughs> yeah, and that's <laughs> like, like one same. thing that we do. Like a lot of people will look at, what are we going to see and do in this area? And we're looking at like what restaurants exactly. are here. Exactly. I want to know what so I'm going to eat on every trip I go on. Right. So yeah, we were actually in Tampa at St. Pete's Beach like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we stayed at the Postcard Inn. And straight across the street, there was a grilled cheese sandwich shop called Faux Cheesy. Oh. F-O Cheesy, Faux Cheesy. And it was actually on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Mm -hmm. So when I saw that, I was like, we got to go. We got to go there. And they've got, like, I think I had a grilled cheese sandwich with macaroni and cheese on it, like braised short ribs. And it was. Yeah, it was like a heart attack. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds amazing. It was absolutely delicious. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I want. That was a really good answer. (laughs) 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 Really good answer. (laughs) I found my people. Some people don't get that. But like I when I travel, I will look at all the cool. Like I want to find the weird hole in the wall place that the locals go to that has like a really good specialty meal or something like that. There's a lot of places that are tourist traps when you travel. And I like to find the weird ones. Yep, gotta stay away from those. If it's on, if it's on the the main drag, don't go there. You gotta go find the ones that you yep. know in the yeah. in the neighborhood. If you walk in and everyone turns and looks at you, you're probably in a good spot. Good yeah. spot. <laughs> like, like this yeah, exactly. Was this outsider? Yeah, like you don't live spot. here. <laughs> what yep. are you doing? And I'm just like, perfect. This is exactly <laughs> where I wanted to be. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being yeah, here. Yeah, thanks, Tom. That was great. Um, you can follow our podcast on social media, Instagram and Facebook at The Manon Pod. Um, visit our website, themanonpod.com. 
until next time see you later